Hey guys, it's Dr. Casperson coming to you on my lunch break from clinic today. And the topic I wanted to talk to you about today is pelvic exams, specifically the pelvic type of pelvic exam that I do as a urologist who specializes in female health and female sexual dysfunction. So I think when people typically think about pelvic exams, they think about pap smears because pap smears are the common screening test for cervical cancer that most women have gone through or should have gone through at some point in their life. What's interesting about pap smear guidelines, and again, I'm not a gynecologist, so I, I miss all the updates on pap smear guidelines, but what's happening is that they're recommending that you don't start until later in life. So certainly back when I was a teenager, pap smear started really early, and then they just kept going on until the end of your life. And they've really narrowed that down to about 65, and then it's like age of first sexual experience or early 20s. Um, so they've really narrowed the window down. And so what's happening is I'll see a lot of women, young women, who've never had a pelvic exam before because they haven't had kind of the inaugural initiating pap smear that, uh, that women used to have. Um, and then a lot of older women, because they no longer need pap smears, either they're post-hysterectomy or they kind of have aged out of that screening guidelines. Remember, pap smears are screening for cancer. So you don't have to, as the guidelines change and say these women are really low risk, let's not subject them to unnecessary exams. Fair enough. But so I see a lot of women in the older ages, 70s and 80s, and they say, I thought I was done with this. I didn't think I'd ever need a pelvic exam again. But the story is, if you come to see a, gynec or a urologist, urogynecologist, complaining of anything in the pelvis related to the bladder or vaginal bleeding or prolapse or incontinence or pain with sex or recurrent UTIs, these are all indications for a comprehensive pelvic exam. So just when you think you're done with the pelvic exam, if you have any issues, then we're going to do more pelvic exams. So... My pelvic exam is done not as a screening test. I'm not gonna have anybody undergo a pelvic exam that isn't coming in complaining of something. So for example, I see people with kidney stones, you're not gonna get a pelvic exam for a kidney stone because um, they're completely unrelated. But there are many, many reasons that I need to look at the vulva, the bladder, the urethra, um, prolapse, so I'm doing a lot of exams. So my exam is different because I, I don't care about the cervix. I care where it is if you've had a hysterectomy in your previous surgeries, but I don't do pap smears. So when a woman hears pelvic exam, they think getting through the vagina to the top to get a, a pap smear. Um, and I don't do that. <laughs> so I am looking for estrogen status. That's a huge one because estrogen status affects urinary urgency, recurrent UTI, prolapse, and the health, uh, health of the vaginal um, skin, pain with sex. So I'm looking for estrogen changes. And women will say, well, how do you know? How do you know that uh, I'm low in estrogen? And I'm like, well, number one, at your age, just physiologically, your years past menopause. And number two, I look at probably 10 to 14 vulvas every single day that I'm in clinic. So I'm pretty good at saying the tissue looks fantastic, it looks great, or it doesn't. So my exam involves looking at the labia majora, if I see any yeast, hair bearing is a sign of hormone status. I'm looking at the clitoris. Very frequently with low estrogen, the clitoris gets hooded over or phimotic, which can cause decreased orgasm or pain with stretching and pulling on that. Then I'm looking at the urethra and seeing if it looks normal or if it's prolapsed a little bit, which is a sign of low estrogen. One of the very common reasons uh, for pain with sex is the dry posterior 
posterior vulva, and it gets very, very thinned and very, very red. And so I can see that. And even on exam, I say, is this where you typically have pain with sex? And they'll say, yeah. And I'm like, okay, low, low estrogen. Then I'm looking at the walls of the vagina and seeing how lax they are. Um, and then I'm feeling the pelvic floor muscles. So there are many, many pelvic floor muscles that you can't see, and you can't see them on CAT scan and MRI. So when people come in with pain, they're usually pretty frustrated because people have told them, well, we don't know where your pain's coming from, your CAT scan's negative, your ultrasound's negative. And those things just look at organs. They don't look at nerves and muscles. And commonly for pelvic pain, it's the nerve and muscles that are bothersome. So we're feeling transverse perini down at six o'clock, big, big muscles that kind of bring in the perineal body to help support, and they get very tender. And then during intercourse, they get very painful. Farther in the vagina, you're gonna get obturator muscles on either side. Um, and then the, you can go back and there's some tender muscles down there. And we try to reproduce where the discomfort is with intercourse because then we can kind of target the muscles. And then pelvic floor physical therapy is a great way to help release those muscles and help them relax. So that is my pelvic exam. I'm looking mostly at vulva health, vaginal walls, and then muscles. So I'll tell a woman, I'll say, hey, this is how I'm gonna tap. You know, I'll tap on her arm or her leg, and I'm like, I'm just going to tap like this and see that this doesn't hurt, but I'm going to tap on some muscles here and let me know if it hurts or not. So my pelvic exam is very different than the typical pelvic exam that women think of when they go to the doctor. All right, enjoy. I'm going to go drink some coffee before clinic. You guys, I've been hearing so much great feedback about this podcast and how people are really enjoying it, and I'm so excited to be able to do this format for you guys if you wouldn't mind sending me a thank you in the form of a review on Apple iTunes just to help get the word out and let other people know that they aren't broken, it would mean the world to me. Thank you for that extra 7 to 10 second thank you in the form of a review. And as always, follow us on You Are Not Broken on our Facebook page. Send me a message there and tell me what you need and what you think. Thanks so much. Have a good day.